Okay, Jamie, we're not going to mess around. First 60 seconds, if somebody only listens to us for that long, hit them with some knowledge. Give me one walkaway piece of advice that you think a lot of people could benefit from when it comes to healthcare and medical finances. And then we'll really dig in. We're going to dig into you, your background, and the system overall. But let's not wait. Hit them with something right now. You have to become more knowledgeable about your health care policy, meaning once you have in mind what it is that your policy provides, then you can understand better what you can afford. And based upon what is affordable to you and your household, you'll be able to select the appropriate providers that stay within your income bracket. So the best thing for you to do is know what your deductible is, what your out-of-pocket is, start there. And once you know how much your out-of-pocket is, then that will determine where you should go. And then you can concentrate on participation status, meaning which providers take your insurance. Couple things. Mm-hmm. One, I really need to do that because I don't do any of I have no <laughs> idea no idea what my deductible is, none of that. Two, your voice is amazing. Thank you. It really is. Everybody compliments it. I it's, like it too. You deserve it. It's amazing. <laughs> and this is gonna be a lot of fun. Let's jump into episode one. What do you say? Oh, let's do it. Warning. The hosts are not doctors or financial advisors, and they definitely are not responsible if you decide to quit your day job and become a professional yodeler. As a member of our audience, you should take our advice with a grain of salt, but don't get salty. This is a conversation about managing the confusing maze that is financing medical care. This is The Cure and the Curse with Brady and Jamie. So I don't think it's news to anybody, especially anybody that stumbles upon this podcast that the healthcare system is sick. And that mostly when I say it, I'm not talking about performance or outcomes or any of that. I'm talking about specifically for our case here, financially, it's a massive burden on people, Jamie. I think that not that long ago, I was reading an article that says a good percentage of Americans avoid going to the doctor because of cost concerns, which does not help long-term outcomes overall. There's um, an article here I'm reading, and I'll link to it in the show notes. One in 10 adults owe medical debt with millions of Americans owing more than $10,000. Some other statistics that probably won't be a surprise, but I feel like they're relevant. People ages 35 to 49 and 50 to 64 are more likely than other adults to report medical debt. They have greater health needs than younger people on average and aren't old enough yet to qualify for Medicare, which is um, problematic on its own. Larger shares of people in poor health and living with a disability report medical debt. Obviously, among racial and ethnic groups, a larger share of black adults report having medical debt compared to whites, Hispanics, and Asians. Adults who are uninsured for more than half of the year are more likely to report medical debt 13% than those who are insured for most of or all of the year, which also isn't a surprise. And we could go on and on, right, about medical debt, the problem that it is. Yeah. I know right now I have medical bills floating out there, uh-huh. and some of them may be 
35 bucks here and there. So I don't know. It's the thing is, I almost have to separate the finances Mm -hmm. from the outcomes. Yes. Right. If I'm at the point where I'm going to go see my doctor, Uh I've committed. I'm like, I don't care how much. Put me in debt. Yeah. If I'm at that point, which is part of the problem, right? That is Because the I problem. don't go until it's so bad <laughs> uh-huh. that I'm willing to take on untold debt, right? Yeah. Right. I want to talk to you first about your background before you answer that long-winded rambling question that was more of a statement that I just laid out. So, Jamie, let's talk about your background and kind of what you do um, in regards to medical financing on the daily. So start back like, you know, as far back as you want to go. Well, back in a day. (laughs) (laughs) I was... um... I started a summer internship, actually, when I was in high school at the local hospital, because I'm from Kentucky, Bluegrass, shout out. Okay, okay. I worked there over the summer in a radiology department, and I was like, oh, this is cute. But my aspiration at first was to be a pediatrician, and then I ended up in nursing. Well, I was going to go to nursing school at the University of Southern Indiana. I got my first job as an adult, (laughs) paying taxes and all. Right. When I was 22 in an intensive care unit in my hometown. Now, imagine that was an eye opener for me because, you know, intensive care unit, Mm -hmm. hence the term. It Mm -hmm. was intense. (laughs) So I learned a lot about um, the medical practice, what clinicians go through, what patients go through. Um, but that was my first introdu- introduction to administration. So, so what were you doing in the intensive care unit? My job title was a unit secretary. Okay. So essentially, um, I was uh, transcribing orders, um, uh, data entry. Because back then, I'm not dropping anything about age or anything. Trust me, I don't want to get there. Ah! But it was probably more analog yeah it wasn't digital right which is still problematic so you were kind of the the go-between between the nurses the doctors yeah and pharmacies and the billing or within the unit because at the time the billing has always been a separate entity okay um they don't ever merge is that part of the problem yes and no right essentially i understand the outlook it's because a clinician should not be concerned with a patient's bill right because you know you don't want their care to be altered based right. upon your reimbursement. So I understand the idea of sure. it for them to be separate. Um, but at that time is when I decided, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll look into going to school for this. And so actually, long story short, I've been in um, billing ever since 19, since 2006. Um, so essentially, before then, before I received my degree, since I was 22, so I've been in this industry for right. 24 years. Oops, nice. yeah, I just told my it. age. <laughs> yes, y'all, I'm seasoned, but well, I'm good. Well, you are, and so you've been <laughs> dealing with it, and that's what you do 40 hours a week, so yes. you're certainly expert level, right? Yeah. What do you do on the daily? Do you find yourself helping people figure out? Their insurance? Or what do you spend a lot of your time doing? I'm getting hit on both sides. I I have to ensure proper payment from the payers, which Mm -hmm. which are the insurance companies. And also I'm explaining the payment process or the bills and statements to the patients because there's terms that, you know, most people are not savvy, but I try to explain 
the medical sector using medical terms. So in case in the future you have future questions, you know what to ask and you know what they're answering. So essentially, majority of my conversations are about their bill. Of course, you Mm want to know what you're Mm -hmm. paying. Um, How is this service broken down? Am I getting the quality of care that I'm paying for? So on and so forth. So I'm always explaining the statement and the explanation of benefits. Well, it is weird because I'll say I'm pretty sure I get statements or letters from Mm -hmm. providers and then it'll be a big list of numbers and letters that I don't read. Right. And sometimes (laughs) it'll say, this is not a bill. Yes. Why are you sending it to me? Right. That beautiful piece of paper is what I'm referring to. That is called the explanation of benefits. Essentially, it's telling you um, the provider that you went to, um, the services that you've received, we've received that claim here at the um, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm going to use that. Sure. And so based upon your coverage, this is how much we're going to cover and this is how much you're responsible for based upon what they have charged you for the services received. Okay. Okay. Light bulb already. Yeah. Right. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. So you're saying when I go, let's say I go to the ER, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. I get home at some point, I'm going to get a statement from insurance mm-hmm. and then I'm also going to get a bill from the mm-hmm. doctor. Correct. Okay. So that's, this is not a bill is typically from my insurance. Uh, yes, or is this that- is, this is, yeah, that will always be from your insurance, never from the actual provider because we're sending you the bill. <laughs> I see. But they're like, hey, this is what we covered. And then should I, I feel like my goal here in this podcast is be to act as the average consumer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just the dumbest consumer ever. No. Should I be cross-referencing Yes, those? absolutely. Okay. That That is the only way that you know what you have paid for and you to make sure there's no discrepancy because nobody's perfect. Right. Mistakes can be made. Right. So you want to catch those mistakes early. So that is the whole purpose of an explanation of benefits to um, confirm. Yes, I've had these. I received these services on this day by this provider for this reason and to make sure whatever they put on your bill matches what is on the explanation of benefits, the services you receive. Make sure you received all those services that are printed on that paper. Uh, the cost. Um, the cost at that point is negotiable. At what point? Once I get it? Once you get or it. Not when I'm there. Not when you're there because you don't. It's hard to negotiate when you don't know what, what type of services you're going to receive. And who's uh, who am I negotiating with? Right. Not the doctor, right? Right. Okay. So here's the other thing. So I get this explanation of benefits, mm-hmm. right? Do I have to cross-reference that with my insurance policy to make sure that everything is covered that should be covered that is supposed to be covered? That's where technology is so amazing. Um, Every insurance provider has a member's portal. People, please use it because it has everything you're asking me on there. Okay. Um, It explains your benefits. It explains what's covered how much of it's covered. It also will let you know your deductible, coinsurance, and out-of-pocket because the main thing, even I did it early in, you know, learning insurance is to me in my mind, I'm thinking I'm paying you for a service. That's what insurance is. So I feel as if once I've paid my premium, I shouldn't have to pay a bill anywhere. 
Right. Because no, I thought you were going to cover it. Yeah, yeah, That's the whole yeah, point yeah. of me having you. But that's not the case. So the deductible is what you have to meet first and before your insurance right. pays anything. Right. Now, real quick, without getting sued, hopefully, because I'm just an average show comedian <laughs> podcast host, right? But insurance companies... Are they the ones really getting over here? It's not the providers as much. Is it the lawyers? Because insurance companies, Jamie, if I'm not correct, I heard one time, fix this or just say you don't know, mm -hmm. that insurance companies are essentially investment firms mm -hmm. acting as insurance companies. So they take all of our money and then go put it in the stock market, make a bunch of money. And then their whole goal is to pay me out as little as possible. Um, or you don't want to say that because we work with it. That's slander. back in the day okay. that didn't used to be the case, but now um, the stakeholders. Yeah, the people that own the and stock, they, they got to keep that stock up, which means they got to turn a profit. Yeah. And the way they do that is paying less for whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. We we know the situation, and we maybe we get into that in a later episode, mm -hmm. but. Okay, so let's go back to, I got my explanation of benefits, mm -hmm. then I need to go to insurance and cross-reference, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. that they are actually paying what should be paid for. Mm -hmm. There's going to be like an itemized list, like, oh, I mm -hmm. got a cast put on. Mm -hmm. I got to go cross-reference that with my insurance to see that they're paying the right amount? Mm-hmm. That's insane. You know, it depends on the type of person you are. I'm lazy. Well, that's, that's why I, that's I, the problem. Right. I think that's where you are responsible. You know, I stay away from blanket terms as, you know, the system is broken. The system is made up of you and I. Oh, so okay. we have to be yeah. accountable right. for some things. With that being said, it's don't be delusional to believe that there isn't something broken along the way because there is you have to know your general benefits you right. have to know what your policy provides for you okay because just because you're going to the hospital receiving some type of service doesn't mean your insurance covers it for real okay and you do make a good point mm -hmm. in its best case scenario insurance is trying to do what is best not only for insurance but mm -hmm. let's give them the benefit of the doubt uh -huh. that they have a bunch of people that are in the system and mm -hmm. they're not trying to overpay right right they're not right. trying to do some of that right let's give people the benefit there are clerical errors yes let's give uh hospitals and and providers a benefit of the doubt yes that the, you know they're trying to work within whatever government regulations they're dealing with plus mm -hmm. insurance plus provide you care mm -hmm. and let's give the government the benefit of the doubt while we're just handing it out you get right. the benefit of that. But let's say, um, you know, the government is trying to regulate everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are too heavy handed, sometimes mm -hmm. not enough. Mm -hmm. Right. They're trying to make it fair right. um, all the way around. But mm -hmm. you're right. So mm -hmm. all, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. But but it is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're here where we are. All right. So. I'm going to take this itemized list. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to my insurance. I'm going to try to kind of do what I can and cross-reference. Right. There is a portal. Mm -hmm. I should use that. Yes. If that involves talking to somebody or a chat bot or yeah. whatever, uh -huh. do that. Yes. Okay. Now, if all that looks correct, now I get the bill. Mm -hmm. Now what? So at this point, you can negotiate the cost. Can I? You can. Okay, tell me more. You can negotiate at any point. The worst anybody can say is no. Right. Okay. You know, yes, yes. You don't yes. lose anything. 
And here's the other caveat. You have to think of, okay, so whenever you go receive services, even hospitals or private clinics, they all have a self-pay option. The self-pay option is essentially a discounted rate if you were not to use your insurance, right? And they offer that discount. Why? The price of any service that you received is based upon the regional average of where you live, okay. right? So everything is regulated by the government on based upon how much it costs to provide this type of service, how much you know um, man hours is put into providing this type of service. All that generates an average cost of any service, any medical service, right? Okay. So that average cost is essentially what payers use to negotiate whether they're going to pay what you're charging them to pay or what the national average is, right? So that's where the discount comes in. The discount is actually the average. Okay, so, and my assumption was they're offering that because it's just easier than dealing with insurance yeah. and submitting and, yeah. and whatever. So they're like, look, yeah. if you just hand me cash. Yeah, right. 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 Because mm-hmm. some people at a retail store mm-hmm. will say, just pay me cash if you don't use credit. Right. Because then I don't have to deal with the credit card and wait for my money or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So if I were going to uh, negotiate, I assume I call the billing department uh-huh. or what? And then what mm-hmm. do I do? Billing would department. just go, hey, I'm looking at my bill number 1112. Uh-huh. Right. And go, well, then what do I say? What would my cash rate be? Mm-hmm. Or what What do you suggest there? Mm-hmm. How do I go about that? You can ask for a discount. They can say, we have discounts available for this service. Or at that point, you can choose to set up a payment plan. Those are only really the two options that you have. Okay. Either they'll say yes or no, mm-hmm. right? Or set up a payment plan. Or if you're considered uninsured or yeah. un- underinsured, Underinsured is somebody that has a high deductible. Okay. You can ask if they have a um, charitable funds or a sponsor, um, a scholarship program. Um, They call them different things, but it's charitable funds available that you can use in order to, you know, offset the expense that you have. Love it. Okay. So the bill I'm going to get is what I owe after insurance. After insurance. If insurance is covering any portion, is the cash amount going to be less? Yes. Always. Always. Or most? Either equal or less. Okay. And equal meaning equal to not what the charge amount is, but equal to what insurance would have paid. Oh, I see. Right. I see. Because the insurance... Do we know what the insurance is paying? No. We don't find that. No. That's not in the itemized list. No. That's not in... (laughs) Okay. When you're done looking for impersonal generic healthcare, allow True Move KC Physical Therapy to introduce you to a distinct niche in our field. Whether it's restoring fitness after an injury or maintaining wellness in the face of chronic conditions, we are revolutionizing what it means to reclaim control over your health. Benefit from the wisdom, warmth, and professionalism of our seasoned staff. Connect with us at our office just west of 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Online at truemovekc.com or call 913-642-7746. True Move is giving you your shot at redefined health. Transform today. Transform for tomorrow.
True Move Physical Therapy. Better health through motion. You told me something interesting not too long ago. I have a doctor's appointment in a week. Mm-hmm. I w- want to get blood drawn, mm-hmm. right, to check my levels. Mm-hmm. But you said be careful with that mm-hmm. because even the lab is in the office doesn't yeah. necessarily mean anything. Right. As far as cost goes, right? right? Explain that. Well, essentially, you can go just because it's hospital based, it doesn't mean the services that you are receiving is considered in network with your provider. So even though my net my doctor is in network, mm-hmm. the lab down the hall that's mm-hmm. doing the blood test may mm-hmm. not be in network. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I got to go back to my insurance and find an in-network. No, there's no way around that. Oh, what? Unless you so choose to go cut out the middleman and go to um, the lab service yourself, like Quest Diagnostics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because that's what they're using. Right, right. So right. <laughs> just go schedule your oh. appointment with Quest Diagnostics and then pay them. So what you're saying is the people that take the blood that may not be a network in the lab, in the hospital, are just taking the blood and sending it to Quest Diagnostics. And you can go to Quest Diagnostics. And so if I go and then say, send this to my doctor. Yeah. But don't, doesn't a doctor have a list of tests that they're running? How do I get that? Or do I tell the doctor to send? Typically, if you're going in, like you said, for a lab medication check, Essentially, what they're going to do is medication check and the labs uh, to check your levels. So those should be the only two services you receive. Right. So possibly beforehand, you should be able to go in and ask for that and see how much the cost would be. Uh, Nine times out of 10, they may know. I know some hospitals, if you know the CPT code, which is the current procedural terminology, which are procedures... Um, they have a number assigned to them to designate or to name it. So if you put the CPT code in the search engine that the um, hospital or clinic will have on their um, on their page, it should tell you the cost. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is making me tired. Thinking, uh, yeah. Right? It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Right? It is a lot of work. That brings up another point. Can I just go to Quest Diagnostics and say, give me a blood test and then send it to my email? Yeah. But well, I wouldn't know how to read any of it, probably. No. But I could Google it. I mean, that if seems you, like a mistake. Yeah. You don't want to be a WebMD or. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I mean, know. it's a great resource, but go to your doctor. Right. Uh-huh. Each one of these topics that we've been on, I feel like could be a full episode. Right. Yeah, it is. The negotiation part. I think we need to do a specific because I can't. Do I call my doctor and go, hey, um, can I talk to billing? What's the CPT code for what I'm doing next week? Yeah. Can I get those codes? Yeah. And then do I go ahead of time? uh, What's my cash pay price? Yeah. And then go to insurance? Yeah. I mean, what a mess, though. It is a mess. Now, at I guess it all depends, though, what your time worth and financially what's your situation. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, look, 
I'm lucky. I don't know. I'm lucky because I married up and my wife can afford it, right? (laughs) That if I go, I know worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. worst case scenario, Uh um, um, a prescription checkup and a blood test, maybe it costs me 200 bucks Mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. And I'll just, after they hassle me enough, I'll give up and I'll pay. Right. Right. (laughs) But if somebody's not as lucky as me and they don't have as good insurance and they're talking about, do I get a knee replaced or not? Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden it maybe is worth all this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To go through all this and give me the CPT codes. Let me ask you, are you the type of person or do you tell people or do you suggest we go shopping around? You got to shop Uh-oh. every year. Every year? Every year. For what? Every, uh, all of it. All of it. Um, because it all changes. I mean, just something as simple as medication. Like my medication has changed in the last six months, the price. Yeah. Why? Right. Because they say it's a different distributor. Oh, okay. So why are you transferring the cost to me? Right. When do you absorb the cost? Thank you. Why are always the cost transferred to the consumer? It's the same product. Right. Ain't nothing changed. You can't take a little less profit? I mean, or get a discount because you've been a loyal customer, obviously, and right. I have as well. Right. Like, let's negotiate something better. But yes. Do you shop around for your prescriptions? Yes. You do? Yes, sir. I see. I don't know any of this. Okay. Well, I had to because I learned this long time in the game. You know, once you know who the players are of the game, you can play chess. Right. So whenever I was younger, you know, my mom told me she was very good at that. You know, the financial component, you know, shout outs to mom. <laughs> um, but whenever I first got my tax paying check, I was like 22 and she was like, you need to get life insurance. You got to get long-term insurance, short-term care insurance. You got to get health insurance. I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I get all these things. Then I get my check. And I'm like, right. wait, <laughs> well, what do I have to spend? Right, right. So that's when I knew early, okay, I'm going to have to cut the costs. Right. How can I cut the costs? So that's whenever I started realizing, okay, with health insurance specifically, I'm paying this astronomical amount of premiums. Mm. And I was, you know, at the time, healthy. So basically I'm paying you to walk around with a card in case something happens. What if something doesn't ever happen? Which it doesn't. (sighs) For most of us, right? Especially in our 20s. Right. So where, where, where are those monies now? Uh-huh. You know, I was raised that you're supposed to share and share alike. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with those monies going to aid someone that's not able to get proper health care. But I don't think that's even happening. Right. So I, at a young age, decided, oh, I'm not going to keep paying you these astronomical amounts just to walk around with a card. And so that's whenever I... Uh, stumbled upon something called a cost share and we'll have mm, to go into that yeah. later but that that totally changed the game okay well, yeah another thing that could be a whole episode right mm-hmm. insurance providers cost share the comparison mm-hmm. so but let me ask you about prescriptions mm-hmm. how am i shopping around for those i know like mark cuban has a website now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i go to my local uh you know corner store i know there are places that will even like 
I forget what they're, they're called, like compound pharmacies mm-hmm. where they will make it there in the spot. Oh, a lab. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Mm, There's CVS and Walmart, mm. um, obviously, and Target has pharmacies. So yes. how am I shopping around? And do, am I shopping around for every prescription I get? Yes. Oh, my goodness, James. Yes, Lord. Okay, I mean, first of all, on. first of all, whenever you get educated, like I had to, first you have to decide on my prescription do I have to have name, brand, or generic, right? Because sometimes based upon whatever your ailment is or your condition, you can't substitute. You can't have generic. You have to have name, brand, Okay. right? But if you can have generic, that will be, that's automatically a discount. Okay. You can get pills as cheap as $5. But what I use is Good RX. Okay. And when you put in your prescription and the dosage and the frequency, it'll tell you, it'll list all all the pharmacies and it lists the price at all the pharmacies and then i can just go to my doctor and say send this to x pharmacy yeah oh yeah i haven't done that ever jamie brady i know i for real accountability it's it's so much and you're right when i complain about the system (laughs) you're right because it, it's just me. I need to, if I'm upset about it, fix it. Yeah. I, no, Educate yourself me. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fix. not going to f- rage against the machine yeah. here, right? Right. I need to, so I've never done that. Okay. Again, episode one with just a couple pieces of gold from Jamie. Yeah. Right? It's all negotiable. Yes. And And talk to your people. I want to wrap up this, this episode. I want to tell you a story about what might be the world's most expensive poop. Wow. One day, my daughter, and I already already spoiled it but one day my daughter is uh, getting her hair uh, she's at the salon or whatever <laughs> with the uh, with her sisters and she mm-hmm. starts getting pale and you oh, know she yeah. starts getting lightheaded and mm-hmm. upset and whatever mm-hmm. my stomach hurts my stomach hurts take her home and look i don't know what it is i don't know you know obviously i'm freaking out maybe it's right. appendicitis maybe it's something real bad i'm not right. a doctor and right. and as you can imagine what happens i didn't wait for my wife i was telling her she wasn't feeling well i take her to the er they do x-rays and mm-hmm. it's a poop uh-huh. she was constipated yeah um i won't say her name uh-uh. because the internet uh-uh. is forever yeah right but she won't like you but i mean i have no no idea what that costs Mm-mm. I just had to go. I went to the ER and again, my wife was mad because why? Why did you go to the emergency room? People, let me plug this. Okay, go ahead. Emergency, hence the term. Emergency. Yes. yes. Is emergent. Emergency. <laughs> In situations like that, yes. you need to go to urgent care. Oh, like um like a pharmacy with a No. No, I, like it's there's urgent cares everywhere um and most health systems have their own urgent care right it's kind of like a cute little doctor's office where you can get everything there because an emergency room bill is going to be double urgent care double does the insurance are they going to charge you different when they find out what it was charge you different meaning like they go why did you get an x-ray for constipation (laughs) no they don't they're just going to charge me whatever. They don't care. No. Whatever the x-ray was. Regardless of the, the reason, it mm-hmm. still happened. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't, so they don't care. No. And, <laughs> and then once I got that bill, <laughs> so once I got that bill, though, I could have what? I, so I should have referenced my insurance uh-huh. and then 
called the emergency room billing department and go, hey, what is my cash pay option? And then try to negotiate there. Yeah, or see if you're eligible for their charitable funds. Right. they're available. Do you feel like um, people don't know this the first time I'm here? It makes sense. First time I'm hearing of it. Do you think that there's a, an abundance of charitable funds that people aren't asking for? Do hospitals or providers run it out and empty the bank, so to speak, on the yearly or does it run low? I think it really depends on the hospital. Yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. you're a hospital in a big city, right? lower funds. In the right. suburbs, more right. available. Right. But okay. it just really depends. Because just purely demographics. But you might as well purely ask, what'd you say? Worst case scenario, they're going to say no. Mm-hmm. Then okay. you set up a payment plan. Not only are you an expert because you work in these systems, but also your personality oh, yeah. is such that you're on top of this stuff. You have to have a decent amount of empathy for a goofball like me that's just Always. like going through it, right? Yes. I mean, because it's just a headache. It's a lot. Right, it is. It is a lot. Especially if you don't know any of this. Right. I'm learning what CPT code is. Yeah. Right? It's yes. a whole thing. And and there are some people, especially if we're talking about back to when we're in our 20s and, you know, or something first happens, maybe we don't even know what the word premium means. Right. Right? Or deductible. Yes, or we any need to break stuff. down those terms. Because right. the hospitals... Well, the hospitals, we as healthcare providers used to kind of be a liaison for you guys. Right. We made sure that, you know, if you need a referral, we referred you on, scheduled the appointment, you know, so everything transitioned smoothly. Now everybody's not doing that anymore. So they're transferring that on to you as the consumer. So you are responsible for the administrative piece now. Right. No longer us. You. And you don't want me as your medical administrator, Jamie. <laughs> Trust me on there. Okay. Before we wrap this up, before I want you to um, give me mm-hmm. uh, as the regular Joe uh, one th- suggestion on how to talk to somebody in your provider's billing office because you take a lot of those calls, mm-hmm. right? So what's the move? Um, more uh, flies with honey. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Is there something that I should be asking out of the gate? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you the right person? Mm-hmm. What do you What do you deal with, or what do you see on the regular that you feel like the consumer when they call and end mm-hmm. up on your phone? Mm-hmm. What should I say, or give me one piece of gold there to wrap this up? You always have to be pleasant because, regardless of your frustration, um, these are people. They got right. families attached to them. Um, so be polite um, and ask. Uh, I receive my bill, you know, and they'll look at the bill with you and say, um, is there a discounted rate that you're willing to offer me? Yes or no. Is there a charitable funds that I can use for this um, bill? Yes or no. And then is there a payment plan that I can set up? Now, here's with the payment plan. They're going to shoot you the highest amount. We're going to need three payments over the next week. Yeah. (laughs) 30%. Yeah. They're going to hit you with the the highest amount. Just go with what you can afford. Okay. Just say, this is what I can afford. And when you set, when, here's the thing. Yes. Whenever you put a credit card on file, they're more apt to honor that. Oh. By you just saying, oh, I'm going to pay you by mail or over phone. That's. I mean, you could forget and then yeah. a couple of months go by and you're in collection. You're like, oh, I forgot. Just set up 
put a credit card on file that lets them know that, you know, you're committed to this payment agreement. Yeah. And they're more apt to negotiate or be able to approve the amount that you say that you can afford. Final question. You you don't even have to answer this. Mm-hmm. Is it possible in a worst case scenario that I get my car repoed because I didn't pay for my vasectomy? What? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. You bet Think not. about that. I mean. Is it even, is that possible? <laughs> if I get in, like, I just don't pay and then my credit's bad and then they come take it away? I mean. No, they wouldn't repo unless I'm not paying for the car. Not paying for the car. They can't. But they can garnish your wages oh, for unpaid bills. But they can't take that vasectomy. They can't reverse that. No, okay, they can't yeah, reverse that. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's an issue. I was just checking. Hey, uh, Jamie, this was awesome. I hope you had a good time. I did. I really think there's some valuable tidbits. Oh. And I think if we continue this journey, mm-hmm. I think there's really some benefit yes. from, from, you know, what you're providing. Yes. Me as the average consumer and what I would imagine will be a large portion portion of our audience. So so thank you. You're welcome. Um, let's get cooking towards episode two. I want to say uh, thank you as an audience member for listening. Um, info at the cure and the curse com is the email address if you'd like to reach out check show notes for um, social links and all that stuff that may be relevant we have an expert here we have a goofball here asking goofball <laughs> questions and we want to just talk about this stuff with empathy and with a goal to provide as much valuable information as you're paying for Mm -hmm. so we want to make it worth your money and since it's free uh there you go yeah so right so hopefully you got what you paid for thank you for listening we do appreciate it and we'll see you on episode two when you're done looking for impersonal generic health care Allow True Move KC Physical Therapy to introduce you to a distinct niche in our field. Whether it's restoring fitness after an injury or maintaining wellness in the face of chronic conditions, we are revolutionizing what it means to reclaim control over your health. Benefit from the wisdom, warmth, and professionalism of our seasoned staff. Connect with us at our office just west of 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Online at TrueMoveKC.com or call 913-642-7746. True Move is giving you your shot at redefined health. Transform today. Transform for tomorrow. True Move Physical Therapy. Better health through motion.